Well, I, um, I've gone through the several articles and there's been more, but I haven't shared all of them here on the podcast, but I've recorded a few over the last few days, um, which were all on the IPCC, the International Panel on Climate Change, where they issued a report, as I've mentioned previously, uh, stating the events to come, the what the world is going to look like by 2030, uh, how it, um, science can measure the different trends, where they're at, and where we are as humans at on the planet if we do not change our habits from an industrial point of view to regular consumer habits and so on and so forth. So if you do recall, if you've been looking at the news, it doesn't matter what source you get, they've pretty much all been aligned to words such as code red, as in the using images of the multiple fires that you were finding in California, but also now in Brazil, uh, in Turkey, in Greece, and on and on and on. The fires are extremely uh, present all over media. It is a disaster. Um, I mean, Australia was the, the most visible one. Um, the consequences of it is dire. Um, and, you know, we can go on down this gloomy path. The, the other topics are sea level, uh, sea rising, um, sea levels uh, rising uh, due to the increase in temperatures. Um, due to, uh, they mentioned that we were aiming, thanks to the Paris Agreement, to 1.5 degree Celsius increase. Uh, that being and having consequences, well now, according to the latest studies, uh, this is going to be a lot more. Again, that's if we don't suddenly change our lifestyles. And um, the report goes on to indicating and suggesting and so forth and bringing the different countries to a certain level of awareness so that when they meet on the COP26, uh, then they can have these discussions and enforce uh, legislation. Um, we've had one of the comments that came out was by Antonio Guterres, who said, well, this report indicates the end of an era as we have known it. From now on, we're going to have to learn how to live in a very different world. And uh, as we've mentioned on previous uh, conversations, the idea is uh, climate change does not hit overnight. It's not like 2030, suddenly, boom, the world is going to be a new place. What happens is, uh, I'll just restate this one more time, is gradually all these different fires, floods, and so forth, become more recurrent and nobody has the time to solve the different issues related to the floods and the fires, for example. And subsequently, the planet gets a little more scorched and changes a little bit more each time, making complications all the worse. So the whole exercise, according to many of the articles, is sobering. In the case of uh, Boris Johnson, who very pleasantly said, this is a very sobering read. Um, but many others have gone on to say that, you know, we've gone to the end, we've pushed it to the end, this has been a lot of work. Um, but then, fortunately enough, on the previous recording, we have people who mention that hope 
is not to be abandoned now. Thank God, right? I mean, when you think about it, uh, if you, you have two ways forward. One, you live and figure out what you're going to do to do the best, or you give up. Uh, now, that's not much of an option for mo in most cases. And um, when I personally look at the IPCC report, there's nothing really that was outstandingly new. If you've been involved in the topic of climate change, even you know, amateur, in an amateur way, such as I am, and you've been following the topics and listening to the different experts, whether scientists or, or different types of observers, this is not new. Um, the topic of, if you've been interested in the topic of Antarctica, uh, you've been hearing how things have been evolving there over and over, uh, how uh, the topic of carbon has been off the Richter, using two topics there for one example, um, it, there was nothing new. Um, and the fact now is that there is no doubt and there's been legislation in place to re confirm, reaffirm that this is due to humans' exercise on the planet since the 50s, specifically after the Second World War, reconstruction of the, 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 the different parts of the world, mainly west and uh, the west of it, uh, such as Europe and North America, and then the rest of the world following very closely after that. Keep in mind, we're talking in decades. Subsequently, that in the time and the life of the planet is a very short time, have accumulated. Uh, the oceans are as saturated as they can, as far as absorbing CO2. So there are solutions forward. But as humans, we've got to stop being the problem. And we've got to stop polluting, stop creating more issues. Uh, because right now, we don't have a, uh, an ability to see how much worse it can get within the problematic. To, to give you a quick illustration of the situation, we are at a point where we're not sure what is next and how fast. We just know we're off the charts in that respect. Um, something that sounds amusing but is actually very indicative is there used to be the weather maps and they would have different colors. So when you would look at the weather, let's say specifically on television, um, right after the news or before the news, they would have different colors as the hotter parts would be brown, red, and the colder parts would be blue or green. And then you'd have a variation with yellow in the middle and so forth. And that would be a, a progress to a progress towards warmer temperatures. Well, somebody commented in in uh, the weather section of a Spanish newspaper that the heat levels had been such that they couldn't go <laughs> to deeper degrees of red. They basically had a what do they call this uh, variation on a theme of red. Uh, so you had hot scorch, um, very, very hot, fried, burned, too late, caught. A bit, and, I mean, they made humor out of it, but they, they had reached that saturation point. They were in a, in, a, in a period that they did not plan for and were still looking to define. So as amusing as it was, um, unfortunately, when it comes to climate and the effects we're in that position now. We're going to have to adapt faster than we can plan for.
So we're going to have to be doing things on the go. Parallel to that, we do have the obligation for the survival of the species, at a large extent, to organize that. And that means taking, do making those decisions and enforcing them. So the idea of having to cut out coal altogether, reduce the oil programs and so forth. Can we follow the steps of Denmark? They've led there. They've done incredible, they've made incredible decisions there. Um, how are we going to do when it comes to fossil fuel burning? Um, coal. Coal, there's been every loophole that's been abused by countries. How do we get China? Because everybody needs to be on board. How do we get China to do things faster? Right now, it's a miracle that it's offering a 2060 plan. Uh, do we have until 2060? In practical matters, if you have followed the work of Mr. Attenborough, uh, an absolute legend, um, you get to hear that basically we have what we call the ocean decade. And the ocean decade is just one avenue. We have basically a decade right now, and you may have heard of the Sustainable Development Goals, 2030, of aligning our actions and matters and choices and lifestyles to make sure that we increase our potential for the life as we've known it on this planet. Oh, it may sound a bit harsh, but that is where we are at. Um, there's incredible exercises out there, such as cultivation of seagrass, kelp, and so forth. And this is a solution. This is a solution for food, future materials, and so forth. And we, we are going extremely fast, but we're still at a scratching surface of how much of a solution that is, because the food system has to evolve if it wants to survive. Again, you know, we talk about how nature is suffering and so forth. At the end of the day, nature will go through a cycle, through different cycles. The question is, as human species, how much can we go with? There was a, a cartoon not long ago that I saw. Uh, it was a sort of a sketch in a newspaper where you see a father holding a, 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 a sort of a, a bag full of money and giving it to his son. And he says, look, I've managed to save all this for you. And the child is wearing a gas mask and he's sitting on something that looks pretty much like a scorched part of the planet. And um, it was just a, a, a wake-up call as to, you know, this is not going to be very, very valuable in the future if the planet uh, is going to be so different. There was another uh, cartoon illustration which I saw, which, is, which reflects another point um, that is brought up by the IPCC, the International Panel on Climate Change, which was, you see two guys pretty well-dressed, uh, living most likely in uh, what you would imagine to be the Western world, that world which was so admired and, and an inspiration for many parts of the world to, to, to follow. And you see them at the front of a boat, sort of sitting there and going, wow, aren't we lucky these problems are not ours when it comes to climate change and the floods and the sea level rises. And on the other side of the boat, the boat is sinking and there's two guys which look like they uh, would be living on the islands, which are, you know, one of the first targeted uh, 
problematic sites when it comes they are going to be taking the 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 heavy um part of sea level rising because uh, they've basically nowhere else to go um they're at the bottom of they're they're at the back of the boat and the boat is sinking and they are basically you know using buckets or whatever they can to take the the water out of the boat and the other guys the guys the the western looking chaps say uh, well aren't we lucky we're not on that side of the boat the 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 irony being you know it's one planet one boat if the boat goes down it doesn't matter what what side of the boat you're on um and that, that there's more and more of this and there's more and more people going on with this realizing that okay uh, everybody needs the solution we are one planet we need to figure this out together um one of the most evocative and quite dramatic images which i saw alluding to the same idea of one planet was the image during the australian fires of a mother kangaroo standing on the corner of australia handing over its baby away on on this uh, in the middle of all the fires and so forth to a polar bear uh holding its cub on a melting iceberg and they were trying to exchange their babies but there's actually nowhere to go and i thought oh this is all very brutal and poignant and it is but that's where we are now there are all kinds of animals and species which will not make it to 2050. That's the way things are right now. And they are going extremely fast. Hence, if the IPCC says, in order to meet solution A, B, C, we need to do one, two, three, four, I don't understand why we have the idea that we can take more time on thinking about it. It should be a quote-unquote war effort to make things as best as possible and to integrate them in urgent manner. We're lucky to have voices like Greta Thunberg, that even if some people have made fun of her, she can still organize a sit-down tomorrow morning on a basis of a tweet. And people like that are needed. And she will join forces with people like Attenborough, and they'll go out there and tell people, listen to the science. People like Sylvia Earle. I recently heard another podcast of her. I've never seen someone so committed and talking in so many places. We owe a lot to these people. They spend a lot of time in different parts of the world, studying, observing, and now they're willing and generous to share. And I think we're very lucky. We should be very thankful. But besides being thankful, we should also act. And this is the time to do it. So the whole point of this podcast is this moment now. So if we're going to be listening, if we're going to be sharing, if we're going to be learning, few of it will be useful if we don't apply it and take it to the next level by using it. Very much like philosophy. Have you noticed that a lot of the philosophers say the same things? They have variations of a conversation in many ways. No philosopher will come and knock on your door because you're using some of their quotes. The whole point is for you to choose your quotes and live them. Speak them. Be them. Why not? There you go. That was a, um, a few words on the reading of the report of the IPCC. Whatever they said, however much of a warning, if you don't take it, if you don't listen to it, and if you don't apply it, well, 
we would know one thing. The next report is going to be very, very different because at that point, it will be a much more different world if we don't take care and consider all the urgency that has to be taken. Okay, I don't want to go on too long. I just wanted to share those few words on the IPCC reports. Until the next recording, thank you very much for listening. And do not hesitate to go to the Instagram page, same name, Ocean Matters Podcast, and uh, hit subscribe that or follow. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.